Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angela Fjord. And I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And we are here every Thursday talking to you about entrepreneurship, business, balance, life, and so many other things. And it is deep into December now. We're like halfway through the month. It is already December. What is it? The 15th? Today? Yeah, we're midway. We are midway through yeah, the last month. So we are month. 10 days to Christmas. We are almost the end of the month. And I am two days to being absolutely PTO. done your PTO. with everything that isn't just like relaxing and doing what I want to do in the moment. Um, and I'm very excited about it because I don't think I've actually had like a proper break in quite some time, like years and years, where it's just been like a two-week break with nothing. Um, so yeah, I'm very, 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 very excited. I, I was saying the other day, like, I can't wait to set all of my emails to yes, be like her out of office messages so she doesn't even know how i've never done it it's like it's, <laughs> because even like when we traveled like i've still been like okay i gotta bring my laptop there's a little bit of like work i'll have to do on this day or whatever but like this i'm actually taking off like a full two weeks because i just need it from everything and i've just set like multiple out of offices because i do multiple things and have multiple business and whatnot so it's gonna be like i have to figure out how to do that but i cannot wait i'm like oh it's gonna be wonderful a good time a good time yeah Yeah, i am recording from a different area because we moved (laughs) i realized that i was not in the same space last time we recorded so that's been the uh thing that's taken over my life in december as if you don't have enough going on in december you don't but at least it's early december and not the end of december which is a, a hot mess it's so interesting because through this we learned that um, as a business fact for people who are doing business, et cetera, Amazon is no longer sub- like housing a lot of their own vehicles and that they are renting them through other places like Hertz and through U-Haul and through uh, other people. So they are actually the reason why <laughs> we were like, we're getting U-Hauls and they're like, yeah, it's, it's easy. That you, you know, it's a lot that you guys are getting them because and we went in the middle of the day both times. That's probably what we, like the middle of the week. Um, because Amazon has been renting U-Hauls to do deliveries which is a business strategy actually makes sense because you don't have to pay for the maintenance if the truck breaks down you get a new one you use their insurance Mm. which is a lot cheaper Mm -hmm. Um, so not that I'm ever advocating for Jeff Bezos and his space money um, and his nonsense but if you do own a business where you do have a fleet of vehicles etc maybe looking into doing a corporate account with some type of rental company um, it might be a better option for you just thinking about it because it's tough out here in these streets. There are not parts for a lot of these bigger vehicles. So if you do right. own things and they break down, you're responsible for finding parts and parts are back ordered for months and months and months, which is happening with my friends with regular cars that are having issues and can't get your car fixed and having to drive rentals for months. So if you are a person who has a fleet of vehicles, I would love to hear your thoughts on having to adjust in this new kind of backed up supply chain issue world and how you're maintaining your vehicles because i can't imagine that it's easy right now and it's more expensive to be honest everyone's going everything's going up so yeah and i just can't believe like how bad i mean i i can because i read it and i saw that it was gonna happen but it's still just like wild yeah. to see how bad supply chain issues and we've been talking are. about it which is crazy we yeah we have personally have been like telling people um, on this <laughs> yeah. podcast if you haven't listened before we've spent kind of the last year being like hey 
get your stuff together because when we get to know the end of the year, there's not going to be anything happening. If you haven't been out mm-hmm. in stores, there is nothing out there. Like there really is very like weird things that are missing or supplies, et cetera. So yeah, it's always like weird things. And I think that's the thing is like, it's not necessarily the things that you would think. Um, so it's not always things that are like, you know, it's not always toilet paper. Like it was that one time that was horrific, but it's like, like you said, when it's something like a car, that's still something that you're like, well, I need this piece. I need my car to drive. So it's like, it, it gets tricky because it's yeah. hard to sometimes know what to prep and what to prepare. But I think it's just important to remember to like, A, be patient because this is just a time when you're going to have to be patient and B, to just be resourceful and look into different options and such because yeah, it's just like, you never know. And if you, again, if you have a business getting more than what you need for the moment, I mean, like that's, <laughs> like that's the thing is like um, when it came to me selling out, for the season, it's like, I still, like, I think people are confused and they're like, you have no more product. And I'm like, no, I have product, but I just know that I need to sell consistently throughout the year, like not just for now. And I have other scents and and different things I need to develop and whatnot. So I'm like, I set a goal in a certain amount and I was like, I'm going to make this. And then once that's gone, it's gone. But I'm like, I still have vessels because I need to test for, I'm testing now for um what's going to be my winter drop in January and then I have to have vessels for said drop and it's like I already have those now because if I didn't I probably wouldn't be able to get them by January yeah that's exactly what uh, every time that I bought like what I would have bought the year before I would order like not double, but definitely like an, a bit extra each time for everything. Yeah, but my printer definitely uh, ran out of a certain type of like envelope, which I don't use that color. I had thought about it, which is interesting, but I'm glad I did not commit to switching to a certain color because they ran out in the middle of like November, you know, when people are selling holiday cards and a lot of those colors. Oh. And so they're like, oh, we're just switching to this brand. I can't imagine how stressful that was for people who have certain color and stock and you sell like half of the stock with this thing and then you get the other half with that so it was something very interesting to to watch out and i'm glad that i see the trends for my february like my valentine's thing that's going to come out at the end of the month so that's been helpful to look at but the thing that is out a lot that people are buying are appliances i know i got a bunch of warnings about furniture which I was yes. worried about by moving. I had no issues with the furniture. I don't have appliances that are switch- that I need to buy, but we have friends who are getting new appliances and their appliances are back up not like like eight to 10 months. It's not even like a one month or wow. three months or six months like some of the furniture. It is eight to 10 months to get like a dishwasher and other wild things. So for people who are out there that are getting to the end of life or maybe spending some of that extra money at the end of the year, maybe your bonuses, et cetera, to cash in to upgrade some of your housing equipment, you you, sh- you might need to order it now because uh, it might not be here till summer. So just I didn't think about like big appliances like that. And actually, we need to get my mom a new oven. So I'm glad you brought that up because that is something I guess we should look into now. Yeah, it's wild. So yeah, just something to think about. I think a tip that I would do for somebody because a lot of people are going to be starting new businesses as the year starts all the time. A lot of people have quit, got their PTO, so setting up their things. It's maybe looking into um, options where you can share resources. So if you do sell food products, go into a kitchen where you can, a co-op kitchen where you can share ovens, et cetera, supplies with other people who are making products and you guys can kind of go in together so your startup cost is not as high. And we'll talk about this more in, you know, our first January 
episode, et cetera. But that's something I'm thinking about right now. That's such a good, yeah, that's a good point. et cetera. It's just like try to go in in spaces and try to share resources with other businesses because right now it's hard. Or even like buying resources from businesses that are going out of business because I've seen that a lot in the candle community. Like we have like, you know, private Facebook groups and stuff, which I'm sure most like maker group like there's tons of maker groups mm-hmm. and such out there for specific things and there's a lot of people that like either they're going out of business or they're just like I'm switching to a new vessel or I'm switching to a new size or I'm going with a new brand I'm going with a new look and a lot of times they don't want to like you know try to get their product like they, it's too late to send it back to you know whoever they bought it from or whatever so they'll sell it for a discounted price and sometimes you can get smaller amounts that way like you might be able to be like honestly I would just go into those groups and be like hey I'm looking for this size vessel and you know whatever it is that you're looking for and be like does anybody have any parts of that that they would be willing to sell to me because you might be able because I know with certain things you kind of want to test out mm-hmm. um, so that would be a good way as a maker to kind of test out what you're what you're going to do um, before you make big purchases but yeah once you know like me I know my two vessel sizes that I'm gonna be working with this year that I love that I'm going to be making a lot of and selling a lot of so I have a lot of them in the office right now because it's and I same thing with my wax like it's like okay can buy that in bulk I'm always going to need wax like that's going to be a part of every candle so that's something that I know that I can just like have a lot of on hand which is good but yeah, I don't know. 2022, I expect it to just kind of be the same as far as um, like like low, not low, but slow shipping. And I also do think that like, you know, in general, when you're buying things from makers, so like a lot of people nowadays are going like they're saying, well, hey, if the supply chain is this bad, like rather than go to rooms to go or whatever, I'm going to just go with a smaller private company that takes four months to give me a couch, but like rooms to go do the same thing. So mm-hmm. like, where's the benefit? So I think I'm seeing that a lot is that when you're going to like big box stores, you're going to target, whatever, it's like they don't have the things you want. It's going to take a while sometimes to get mm-hmm. the things you want. So I think we are seeing just kind of more of a return to like people being willing to wait, which I, I like, I think that's a, you know, good thing. Um, so yeah, it's not, I mean, there's, there's, there's pros and cons with everything, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just hope sure. that this year is better than last year, like as a whole, because I was not a fan of 2021, y'all. Um, I, I, I don't know. 2020 was obviously not good either, but 2021 was worse for me. Same, same. It was not it was a testy. Good. It was it's it's good in terms of learning and understanding oneself as you do as you continue yeah. to age and you're in different you know areas in life understanding again the people it was, around you. yes it was a rough growth year for me like i'm in a good place now i think mentally but it was a rough rough growth if we could have just me. got a fax with like these are the instructions yes. you need to be <laughs> that would have yeah. been much better and i think it kind of like kind of you know that thing that you i'm sure we've all read around the internet about how like at a certain point your brain is like well what are we doing because you're in this like constant state of like pandemic and I think that is part of it too, because I think in 2020, even though like a lot of us knew from the get-go, like this is we're going this in is not going to be good. But I don't think that like I, it's hard to anticipate just how bad like I think people's responses have been and how ugly that's all been. So I yeah, I think there's just like all those little things that it's like I knew we'd be in it for a while. I didn't know that we would be dealing with like multiple strands. I didn't know that I would see a lady like never in my life could I pre- have predicted that a lady would not want to wear masks so badly that she'd take a whole bunch of 
blue masks and she'd turn them into a bikini and stand like half naked outside of a store. Like that's not the thing that my mind. You know, predicted. I, I, so, <laughs> like, so, you know, I wasn't prepared going into it for like that level of ridiculous. Um, so yeah, 2021 whew, it's been something, It's been but amazing. we still are going to do our favorite things episode, favorite things edition with our books, shows, movies, uh, music podcasts that we share every year because we still did, find good things to to follow this year and this year because we have a lot of things that we always share every year like spoiler alert we all listen to um you know the same like three podcasts yeah we all are laughing like it's fury sports shorts (laughs) still (laughs) so i think a lot of those things that we like podcasts and shows that we've listened to for five plus years or whatever like we haven't stopped that but we're gonna try to share some new things this year as well so we're gonna start out in the books category and I will just say before we even get into it that I know a lot of people that I know who are readers have struggled with reading this year and guess what so have we <laughs> like it has not been my best reading year but I, I will say that I have enjoyed what I have read but yeah it's this is probably one of the lowest reading years I've ever had in my life like not even just as a kid like like ever um, but that's fine because, again, it is what it is. Like, I su- I survived the year, so that's a win. That's what I've told um, everybody. We all, if you're yeah, still surviving, and you're doing good. I do think I'm going to read more next year. I do have, like, a journal that my aunt got me, like, like for my birthday the year before, uh, which I thought I would year- use this year and just didn't because I wasn't reading enough. But I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm going to force myself to read what I have. Because I have, I've still been buying books. I just haven't been reading them. So I have at least thirty unread books, like at least at home right now. Um, so I'm gonna make myself read for my shelf this year, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that. That's exciting. Also, because it happened today, we'll rest in peace to Bill Hooks. For you know, we shall miss her. She's an amazing, mm-hmm. incredible author who has inspired so many women and being a black feminist, obviously. Um, just her words are irreplaceable, so it's kind yes. of bittersweet because I feel like we we also lost Anne Rice, who is questionably yes. one of yeah. my favorite uh, fan fiction hating <laughs> goth writers. You know, gave us an interview mm-hmm. with the vampire and so many other and great... kind of just the vampire culture. Yeah, she kind of created that. Like, yeah, that's, it yeah. blew up right after Anne Rice mm-hmm. kind of pushed a button and had Christians in a tizzy. So uh, yeah. elder millennials remember. And I mean, like these are these are like iconic writers to lose, like, like that. I feel like it's I don't know. It's just a lot. It's a lot in in one week. You know, we haven't gotten. It's not been seven days, and we've had back to back. Like, and you know, J.K. Rowling unfortunately passed away sometime in like three years. Ago. Right, and continues continues <laughs> to do nice. it over and over. <laughs> she somehow nice. continues. She I heard she passed away again this week. So. She did this week. Yeah, again, she came back and was like, mm-hmm, again. And it's like, wow. She just keeps dying. I don't know what, how it's, that happens. It's, it's crazy. It's a shock. To, yeah, it is a shock. Uh, you know what I think it is? And, you know, like, if you've read uh, the Harry Potter books, you know that, like, to kill Voldemort, there's, like, seven pieces to his soul or whatever. So I think that she's going through and, like, killing each part of her soul over time which is what happens in the last book spoiler alert so yeah that's probably it all right checks out it's on brand i guess (laughs) we are gonna move forward (laughs) and get into our books but uh one of the ones that i've read that i've had on my list since it came out i just haven't had the time and i used to be 
a, a listener. I wasn't a huge fan, but I liked the Call Your Girlfriend podcast. And I think when they announced they're writing a book about their friendship and just kind of the, the wildness of it and like the backstory about like some things that happened with the podcast, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll read it because, you know, A, a black, girl, black lady writing anything. And then fr- friendship is something that actually isn't spoken about candidly when there's like business relationships involved, when there are mm-hmm. relationships that have like, love like partners etc there's medical issues and so um it was a really good i was very surprised it was actually really good and easy like it's a very small book a short um but it was a good like getting back into the rhythm of one did you buy that one or get it from the library i got it from the lab but the uh, i don't know if i bought any books this year because i'm a library never mind i was gonna come steal it from you but uh (laughs) no but but you know what that's fine i'll get it from the library yeah i I got it from the library and it was an easy read yeah it was good it was good it definitely gave insight to some things and i think there were some interesting conversations about how your friendships develop other they talked about like i forgot the word for it, but like branches of your friendship so it's like you have these kind of main and then you got to start developing these branches and they they get kind of and then you have to worry about those people getting along on these other branches and that like mm. becomes a thing when you are in a space where you're online and you're kind of marketing and in kind of the online space you do have the big people start having beef like it's a true thing yeah. it's a real thing when your circle gets too big you have to keep up with like this person doesn't like this one and da, 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 da. And so it's just interesting for them to like be very candid and um upfront about just the the nuttiness of being in your 20s and 30s and then choosing to go back to that friendship and being like let's repair it whereas yeah, there's a lot it, of times you just are like it's not even don't. worth it it's not even does it like help with like do you think that it's like help like it, the book helps with like actually being a better friend yeah i think it is because they both are very open about their short their shortfalls and their pitfalls about like where they were in certain things and some of the things that were complicated um quite frankly were like the health issues and then racism <laughs> because oh, yeah. being in an interracial friendship is a real thing mm-hmm. and it's just culturally there are certain things and, and also immigrant issues as well which is a yeah. thing amongst people who of color together like yes. two black people if one of them is an immigrant oh, is not sure. it is very like there are things that can come up that are just so it's very complicated and nuanced but I like the way that they, they were very candid about it I will say um, I, I, I did stop listening I, to the podcast. I really didn't. It wasn't for me at a certain point. Like, I grew up yeah. out of the podcast, but um, I liked the book a lot. So if there were another one, I'd read it. I like the idea of like books about friendship because I just feel like that's like we worry so much about like romantic relationships and getting better for romantic relationships. And even like now, there's like the self care thing of like getting better for ourselves and stuff, which is wonderful. We worry about how we are a lot as like a child, like to our parent, you know, to our parents and whatnot, or being a parent. But I feel like there's not a lot of talk about like how you show up in friendships and are you being a good friend? And you hear and see so many people like, okay, so much like bad behavior that I just feel like a lot of times people actually don't really know how to like, you know what I mean? Like, cause there's no, it's not like there's like a, a book about it. There's not, or there is, but you know what I mean? Like there's right. not like a list or whatever. No, and there is. I feel there's like it's not. just not something that people It's not a priority. And yeah. I feel depending on who you are and where you are and where you were and what your parents' friendship was like. And I feel like we have similar stories where like our mothers were single mothers and didn't have a ton of friends. Yes, exactly. So it's not like we could sit and watch their friendships yes. and like how they developed, etc. My aunt actually still has like a best friend that she's been friends with. She was like 
they moved to Atlanta. Like that's been her ride or die. They've been best friends. Yeah. They talk on the phone every day. And so seeing that, it's interesting for me. And it was kind of helpful for me a little bit growing up because they had kids around the same, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I didn't have really large uh, examples of friendships in my And in my fact, life. when I prioritize friends, I, like my mom would be like, it's family first. Like it was almost like she was offended. Yeah, not like prioritize them over my family. No, but, but just putting it, yeah, because general. she hasn't no uh, experience yeah. with it. Yeah, and I feel like for me, like my friends have become, you know, family, like you and Anna yeah. and so many other people. And so, yeah, it's just like for me, I do think that that's something I'd like to work on this year. I don't want to say like I was a bad friend this year because like I had depression and like I just had to deal with it. But I would like to like be better at I I told you but like a lot of people I just didn't (laughs) tell and I would like to be better at being able if I am vocalize like just being able to vocalize like hi I'm going through a thing so if you don't hear from me this month that's why you know Um, it's easy for me to vocalize that stuff with you but with a lot of other people even though like they are good friends it is not um because you're just very good at like also responding to that stuff like you give me the response I want if that makes sense yeah so yeah that's that's one of the things I want to work on as a friend this year but I'm sure there's other things I could work on too so I I like the idea of reading that yeah it was good so that was my my first one my second I feel like I had read heavy books (laughs) back to back um all, all year honestly um, but I think around that time, I also read Somebody's Daughter by Ashley C. Ford, who I followed on the, the internet as a writer for a very long yes. time. And she was coming out with this book and I've heard great praise. Mm-hmm. Oprah has been like, read this book. And I was like, oh, no, Oprah said, read it. I got to read it. Um, yeah. And so I was a little worried because I knew it was going to be heavy and there's some heavy conversation. There's like, you know, content warnings on the internet, like, you know, be careful, mm-hmm. et cetera. But I did read it and she's an amazing. I knew her work. I knew I was going to be excited about it. I thought it was really good. Again, a short book. So it's it's heavy in terms of like material and content, but it's a very short read, easy read. Um, and it just it's interesting to talk about, you know, for the people not to not that it's it's a person's life, but it's a memoir. But her father was in prison for most of her life, and so that the way that affected her growing up is a big part of the story and some of the things that happened to her that probably wouldn't have happened if you grew up in a, in a two parent household yeah. and the stress that her mom had and her, her mom's relationship and some of that other stuff. And just some of it was relatable. A lot of it was not because I didn't have that type of uh, system. And really mm-hmm. I, I kind of was caught like I personally, I know I was caught. I went to private school. <laughs> so I was definitely shielded from a lot of the realities that was happening in the world, et cetera, uh, in that little private school bubble, still saw things that happened, but not nearly as much as some people had to because of the circumstances. So it was, interesting to read um and also just how she talked about going to college and just making the choices to get out of the situation and still even though it was hard and I think that's relatable to me because I did yeah leave home and it kind of like went straight to work <laughs> I was working prior mm-hmm. to leaving home so it just that type of thing of like being an adult that's always working is not always relatable for a lot of people a lot of people have that yeah. four year to eight year break in which they become an adult and mature versus some of us who are like all right, we outside, let's go to clock mm-hmm. in, work, et cetera. And that's why things like taking a two-week break, like you talked about, is yeah. difficult because we've worked yep. for like 15 plus years. And like it's been years. Like I, I can't, I don't remember the last time I took like an actual full-on break. Yeah, so, so. it's a good, it's a good read. Yeah. It's heavy. Like I said, there's some heavy material in it. Look it up if you want to beforehand, if you want to ingest that and not have that heaviness on you, but I do recommend it. And then um, the last one is Untamed by Glennon Dole. I, I think I talked about this a little bit before that I thought Glennon Dole was going to be one of those authors, like white women empowerment, like the um, Girl, Wash Your Face Lady. 
because yeah. <laughs> I did read that, and so because I yeah. feel like similar audiences pitched this book to me, and I was like, "Y'all also thought about Girl Wash Your Face," and it turned out to be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about that. I don't know if this lady is the real deal, and I know her story is particular about her being a later in life lesbian and choosing to like leave her marriage, etc. is difficult. But it actually was a really good book, and I really have appreciated learning more about Glennon and kind of following her social media and how she approaches subjects that she's not knowledgeable about and like being open to like being like I gotta do better as a white lady like I'm super privileged as a white lady I gotta you know what I mean like versus yeah I feel like with girl wash our face your face was like life's so hard for me and I gotta tell you I got better and everyone can do it and it's kind of like this this toxic positivity whereas I don't think that's where uh Glennon Doyle is at in her writing etc and she's a better writer <laughs> just to be frank she's a better yeah. writer um, so it was more, it was easier to resonate with. And so if I got to give you guys a recommendation for her, like girl, hashtag girl boss problematic <laughs> thriving mm-hmm. book, that is actually really good for anybody who's going through changes, et cetera, which we all are. We're always in a state of transition. Uh, I would recommend Untamed. Listen, Glennon Doyle, she's got white women in a headlock, man. She, look, white women, <laughs> she's white women's Oprah. That she really she is. is. She, she is. Her and she her is. wife are straight up, like, they man. will die for her. But to they... be fair, she is a good writer. Yeah, so I saw, I was at Barnes & Noble the other day, and she has actually, like, a journal type thing, but it, like, has actual, like, good prompts and stuff like that. So I actually bought that from my friend who is a white woman because I know she lo- like she loves her. That's actually how I found out who she was because she told me. Um, but yeah, they love her. But yeah, she actually like yeah, she's she seems like a really good writer. I haven't read Untamed, but like I've read other stuff that she's written. And yeah, I, I think like it's just good that there are people out there, like you said, that aren't just doing the whole like toxic positivity, like you can be better because I said be better, but actually like you don't know my life yeah. story and I was born on third base you know what i mean type of situation so, <laughs> you're not elon musk where you like grew up with yeah. gems in your pocket you're talking about how exactly. you're from south africa during our apartheid like please yeah. please <laughs> yeah so i i definitely will probably read that one in 20 i think i'm gonna read that and big friendship in 2022 so i have already read somebody's daughter and that is on my list as well um i read it when it came out i actually listened to it as an audiobook um because i was like i love to listen to a memoir when i can um so yeah i remember like listening to it and like just i do like you know just stuff around the house or whatever while or pour candles while i'm listening um and yeah it is a heavy book kind of like you said it's like heavy but also kind of like a quick read at the same time um it's just like you know it's kind of like hard to put down so to speak um and it was really good. I definitely related to a lot of the content. Um, like my dad wasn't in jail, but he just wasn't around. I mean, he could have been in jail. Um, my stepdad, we believe he was in jail sometimes, but he was just gone so much that we did we don't really know for sure if he was definitely in jail. So diff- like a different situation because her what's so interesting about her situation she knew where her dad was and like still loved him and like it's like they you could tell that they would have had like a closer relationship had he not been in jail you know what I mean um so it was very interesting to like hear from somebody who kind of like loved and idolized this person but then this person is not there while they're growing up and like you said it was very interesting to see like how her mom dealt with that um and just yeah just the whole situation um 
it was a, it was a, it's a lot. It's really heavy, but it was really good. And like you, I followed her on the interwebs for years and years. I feel like every black girl I know follows her. <laughs> like I feel like I do not know a black girl who's on the internet like that who doesn't follow her. But um, yeah, she she writes beautifully. Like she's an amazing writer. So that's definitely one I think everyone should pick up. It's interesting because the cover is so beautiful and doesn't like. Yeah. like you know how dark the, you know it gets so like i feel like people probably like pick it up thinking like this is gonna be a light little happy oh, read it's, and it's it not there's a, um, um not to get you off topic but there's a aiga article about book cover design and that specific uh type of like mm-hmm. anamorphic kind of organic shape design that has taken yes. over books and those most of the books that are utilizing those designs and styles were are written by either black women or other women of color so it's very interesting that it's interesting um, yeah i'll put a link to that just because i think other people yeah i would love to read that i find that very interesting um but um yeah so the other one that i read uh another one that i read is all boys aren't blue by george m Mm -hmm, johnson which everyone is like that is the book to read this year really really good book i i read it in a day and then i went out and bought a few more copies and shipped them to friends um it's just such a good book like i won't give anything away but again it's a memoir this one i read because i just i don't know i just was in the mood to read it i guess um and yeah it was it was fantastic um I probably will listen to it as well because I will do that with memoirs as well like if I do read it sometimes I'll go back and then listen to it later um because I'm weird but yeah fantastic book you can read it quick it is it's just beautiful it's beautifully written it's a beautiful story like definitely at that tier list um and then another one of my favorites from this past year was the gilded one um by Namina Forna and this is gonna be I think a trilogy um this was like the first part of it and it I'm trying to think of like something that it's in like the same vein of because it's in it's a fantasy book so it's in that like fantasy realm I bought this I saw the cover art before it came out and I saw it had like a beautiful black girl on it who has dark skin and I was like I will be buying that book just based off of the the cover and when you see the cover you will be like oh I get it um so yeah the cover was very striking so I already knew I was gonna buy it but I read it and it was fantastic I like could not put it down um and then as soon as I finished it I like demanded John read it so I had someone to talk to about I was like read this now like we must discuss um yeah there's just so many details in it that I like wanted to pour over and is yeah it's just like a really 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 good fantasy novel really great world building uh world building that is believable like very believable it is a really cool like feminist book um it's just awesome and it's kind of like darker fantasy though like it's not you know it's not like fluffy I don't know how to like like, it's not like the first three Harry Potter books where, like, kids should read it. Like, kids probably shouldn't read this, I think. Um, I would say, like, it's a little darker than Children of Blood and Bone. Um, and, and that's just, this is the first book. So, like, we'll kind of see, like, where it goes. But, yeah, it's it's darker than Children of Blood and Bone. And, Which means um, it's dark because I feel like towards the end of Children of Blood and Bone, like, it's yeah. like, hey, it massacre. Is, it is. I'll, I'll tell you after like why yeah but, um, and it's also darker than legendborn which i also read this year and i absolutely loved and that is one of my favorite fantasy books as well and that 
is going to be a part of, I believe, a trilogy as well. Uh, I would definitely say pick up Legendborn and Gilded Ones if you like reading like Black-led stories, which you should if you're listening to this podcast, and if you like fantasy at all. And I feel like of the two of them, though, the Gilded Ones would be the one that like if you aren't super into fantasy, you would still be probably into the Gilded Ones, where like Legendborn is like if you are someone who is about that fantasy life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all really good reads. Like I did not read a book this y- the year that I didn't enjoy. And I, I, I guess that is like the good part of like slower reading and really taking your time in between books to pick the next book is that I actually enjoyed everything I read. But let's just hope that 2022 is like a better reading year for me as far as like how many, how many books I actually read. Yep. I, it, true. I hope so. I just, I feel like I didn't have a, I've, I've not had really great reading years in general, but I have great writing years. And so it's like, while I am frustrated, or I guess a little disappointed that I didn't read as much, I'm also like, but I also wrote. Yeah, you wrote a lot. I didn't words. do either. So uh, so I'm not mad as mad about it. <laughs> I didn't it. read a lot. I didn't write a lot. But there are some books that I really but... do want to read that have came, that come out this year and that have been amazing. And so I'm really excited to kind of maybe get those by yeah. starting There's a the lot year. of new books that have come out. And also, like I said, I'm like, I'm excited to read what's on my shelf too. So I'm like, I'm, I'm actually excited about it now. I think it was like very hard for me to like slow down. And like, I, I consumed a lot of TV and movies this year. <laughs> um, not even stuff that I all like, but just stuff like a lot of it was like, I have never watched this. So I'm going to like finally watch it now. I did a lot of that. Um, so yeah, like now I feel like I've watched and, and seen all the things. So that's why I'll be reading next year. So speaking of watching, we're going to shows. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. so many, like, I feel like I really discovered this year, like, gosh, there's so many shows. There's um, so much. <laughs> like, it's overwhelming. Um, but yeah, so go in and tell us what were your favorites this well, year. Well, um, if you have kids in the room, make them leave. Plug their ears because I'm going to talk about a show that I, two shows, honestly, that I don't know how your kids feel about it. And you probably shouldn't watch with kids. And I genuinely care about my listeners and I appreciate you. I do not care <laughs> if your kids are offended. So I'm telling you now to, to stop listening fast forward maybe like 10 minutes or like get the kids out the room so the first show and the reason one brings up because i just finished it last night is sex lives with college girls which is by mindy kaling mm-hmm. on hbo max it is an, yeah we're an watching that right now incredible show incredibly well done very diverse casting and this is where i am on television shows i am not gonna watch a show if the cast is not diverse i just cannot relate i do no longer want interested into it it's very funny that like i feel like re-watching shows from the 90s and even the early 2000s there were options for diversity yep. in different ways not all the way great and i feel like shows are doing a better job at representing other people as well but there were some choices there was options and i feel like in the mid-2000s to maybe the late the early the mid-2010s we had a lot of like only white shows that were kind of put on pedestals and I just I'm, it's a lot of shows I never watched and people are like why haven't you ever watched the show I'm like because everybody on the show is white I don't watch it mm-hmm. I'm just being realistic and so um they're just shows that are making an effort to not have at least one person of I don't I'm like just what I'm asking the bare minimum is just one other person mm-hmm. who's not a white person and you're going out of your way to not have any people of color in your show I don't want to watch it I want to hear about it don't talk to me about it I'm not interested in watching it I don't care if like they give you a million dollars at the end of this show from watching it I'm not interested like I just don't want to talk about it and I feel like Mindy has done a good job of, with diversifying this cast in a way that has people elevated and not 
falling into stereotypes and like doing just representing Gen Z, I think in a really good way too, because they are that age, et cetera. And I feel like in the older Gen Z kids that I do talk to and mentor, et cetera, uh, relate a lot <laughs> to the things that these characters are going through. And it, it's kind of funny because there is some, some thoughts on like being a little bit too cautious when utilizing words and some jokes and some bits and stuff like that. So it's really good. And I think the way that they handle some of the issues in the show have been very good because I don't think we had that. Mm-hmm. We didn't have this when we were getting ready to go to college, which we I we didn't do it really. Um, so I would have gone to college if I had even gone to like a residential college out of state and been a hot mess because I didn't have something like this other than something like a different world, which was still before my time. A different world was yeah, in syndication yeah. when I was getting ready was... to go to college. It wasn't on TV, mm-hmm. so I would yeah. have been SOL up the creek without a battle. Um, so I think this show is really well done and I really like it and it's really funny. Um, so I will recommend it first half. And then the second one I'm going to recommend, which I actually like a lot more than this is sort of, which is about a trans person, non-binary person um, that is on HBO Max is a person of color and it does a phenomenal job of storytelling, just their journey. And I think it's, it's a show that's come out of Canada, but it's on HBO Max to stream and hopefully get the second season because it was really well done. But it's like they are a nanny <laughs> and they work with this family and like this family got issues and they get like tied in their issues. And then obviously, you know, being a brown person with very conservative immigrant parents, the, that, you know, relationship issue and their own relationships, like their love life is a hot mess. And so and they're just an incredible actor, like a incredible actor. The writing is really well done. And it's really nice to just watch and have something again that's not like I feel like what what, what we were forced to watch <laughs> at the beginning of my adulthood. <laughs> so it's nice to have options, but it's a really well done show. It's really nuanced in like the sibling relationships, the extended family relationships, your work relationships. If you have like a non traditional nine to five e job, um, and also just like the I feel like when you are an other. <laughs> A lot of the times in your workplace, no matter what it is, especially in non-traditional jobs, there are just so many liberties that are taken with you. Um, And this person's like (laughs) boss, quote unquote, whatever the family they work for, definitely takes so many liberties with them. And the whole time I'm kind of like, they should just quit. Like, I wish they would quit. (laughs) Like, they should leave this this family. But uh, it's a good show. It's a short show. It's very quick and easy. And then the other one that we were watching, and these all are like ones that were released this later this year. I don't remember what I watched at the beginning of the year, to be honest with you guys. Um, is Harlem, which is on Amazon Prime, which is about for black ladies, uh, just kind of like the the Sex in the City kind of deal, but yeah. better, well written, um, starring like heading with Megan Good, who you know, elder millennial. We all remember Megan Good from Cousin Skeeter, yes. and she's been in our lives, you know, since we were kids. And there actually is Cousin Skeeter references in this show because oh. Richard is in this show as well. So I definitely elder millennials who loved like things like that Nickelodeon we were raised by television. I definitely at least recommend watching I think like episode four just for the references because it's really funny. Um but yeah it's really well done. I think it's it's you know it's a lighthearted like the, you know romance very updone but there is a like get out the musical in this show. Very oh, wow. funny. Very funny. Wow like, terrible terrible hilarious but the wow. reality of like this is the, something that would actually happen if given the opportunity it's just very funny the writing is just very smart and and 
uh, in certain ways. And again, having a cast of people who are different women in different areas and different places in their life and being in New York as somebody who hasn't been there in like two years almost now. Uh, like my daughter literally put on Christmas. She's like, okay, I'm ready to go to New York. Uh, it was nice to kind of have that and watch it. And there's been some other good, great shows that have come out, but I think because I just kind of watch these three recently, they've kind of stuck with me as being like really, really good shows that I hope come back yeah. next year. And there's a new um, show that Nicole Byer has out that is a sitcom yes. um, that is great something. It's about winery and some mm-hmm. black folk working on winery. So definitely that. And then Abbott Elementary, which is Quinta Brunson's show, is also really good. So definitely recommend uh, watching those so that they can get renewed if you yes. need uh, TV to watch over the break. Yeah, I love that we're getting a lot of shows right now that are like for black women. And I saw somebody tweeted, they're like, how many shows do we need about four black women? And everyone's like, um, a million? Like, what is your issue? Like, we will take them all, please and thank you. Um, so I'm excited for that. But I will say, of course, me being me, I watched all the Marvel shows this year. Um, and it's weird because, like, it feels like WandaVision came out, like, 8,000 years ago instead of this year. Because I was like, oh, there's been no Marvel shows except Hawkeye this year. And I'm like, nope, just kidding. There <laughs> they all, all of the shows came out. <laughs> all, there was no, yeah, there was no, like, Disney Plus Marvel shows until this year. But it's just been the longest year ever. So I watched WandaVision, Hawkeye, and Loki uh, this year. Hawkeye is still, you know, coming out now. Um, and I liked all three. Um Oh, and also, uh, how can I forget? Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I will say that, like, Hawkeye is, like, so far my least favorite. It doesn't mean I don't like it. I just like the other ones more. Um, I actually do like it more than I actually thought I would. I I think it's actually going really well, so we'll see how it ends. Um, But I will say that my favorite was definitely Loki of the four, like, ones that have come out so far um because it's just done really yeah, well it's different and it had a different yeah. pacing and from an artistic i feel like because we're creators and creatives and we like mm-hmm. visually it was stunning it yes. was very pretty very yeah. well done and i feel like that's also one of the characters that we've like known for a really long time in that world um so getting to see them like kind of even just flesh the character out more getting to see them in a new world is really fun and I won't like if you haven't seen it I don't want to give away the spoilers but I will just say like there is a performance by someone who is in the last episode and it's just phenomenal um and it makes you so so excited yeah it makes you so excited for like phase four that we're heading into with Marvel and I know there's like obviously there's fans that have like been there since the beginning there's a lot of fans that have come in like more recently but now like when they've killed off you know spoiler alert, a lot of big characters in the last main movies people are like oh my god like what are we gonna do going forward and this makes you be like oh we're gonna be it just definitely fine. sold it sold me back yeah. into phase four for real because i definitely yeah. i loved wandavision which was really good and like the thing about wandavision so wandavision is really cool because it explores like so many themes like the like it's like the acting she does is different in every episode which is awesome like the sets are phenomenal like it literally deserves awards for like the set design like all that stuff but the main like villain who is really cool is not somebody who we're sure we're gonna like see again so it's like you're left with like okay like there's some things to look forward to but not as much as when you're at the end of loki you're like 
oh, we have a lot to look forward to here. Um, even same thing with like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like we see some characters we've known in the past. There are really good storylines. Like they flesh out more characters really well, but it doesn't like it bridges the gap more so than pushes forward. Um, and I'm assuming that Hawkeye's kind of like going to be that same thing, like a little bit more of bridging the gap rather than like pushing forward. Um, but Loki like pushes things forward. So yeah, I liked them all, but that one was definitely my favorite. And a lot of it again had to do with uh, that final episode, the lead up to it and that final episode and that just amazing performance and the excitement of like, just how great phase four is going to be. Like I'm very into it. So yeah, definitely Marvel shows. Of course. Um, I also watched insecure this year, which is like not a new show, but I feel like last year. Yes. Like I feel like I have to talk about it because yeah, like it's the end. Um, and insecure was gone for like a hot minute. I don't know how long, I don't know how time works anymore, but it was a while. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying this season. Again, I love that things always come back to like the friendship more than anything else. For sure. And I love the emphasis on how like, yes, there's an overall friendship group, but you also have these two friendships in it that like work very differently that are bestie, like bestie friend groups or whatever, like bestie friendships is what I'm trying to say. Um, And I, I love that too, because I do feel like one friendship of besties is different than the next friendship of besties. And I, I love how they kind of talk about that a little bit this season. It's like, how do you, like, you know, like, how do you know when you're back to normal with your bestie? You know what I mean? Like, little things like that. So, I don't know. I love it. Just a great show. It always makes me literally laugh out loud when I watch it, which is something that I love. Like, I literally will be laughing out loud. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to miss it. But I'm also very excited to just see, like, all the million things that that whole like that all of them are going to be doing. So, yeah, I want Natasha Rothwell to, like, own me like I want yes. her to do her, like I want her to own me I'm ready You're for like, her to be my mom I'm ready. Um, she's just so funny her comedic yes. timing is unparalleled and she's been in other stuff this year as well and she just shines so brightly and she really yes. is the breakout star in Insecure for me I agree uh, yeah that's just my opinion and I also will say Kofi being on this season oh, as Crenshaw yes. loved it is in, he's such a good actor and I he really to, is because he, it's like I don't know I didn't it's realize so he was so young well it's not oh, yeah, young he but is. he's a younger compared yeah, to the yeah. rest of mm-hmm. the cast he's a lot younger um, yeah. and he is really holding his own and I wish Chris John had a bigger story I love it because he's playing someone who is just so different than the other roles I've seen him in and he is really selling it um, but it's like it's funny because it's like he is playing someone just very a very big very very different role than what mm-hmm. i've seen in the past so i like that um so randomly we got paramount plus for okay i'm so glad you put something. ghost on here because it's yeah such a so good we show. got it for something <laughs> and i can't remember what we got it for i literally cannot remember oh is drag race on there we probably had it for yes drag race, race is yeah on so it. we got it for drag race and um it's like three dollars so we were like just kind of kept it even after we watched that season of drag race and then we were like like just kind of like I don't know John was like looking through shows and he was like hmm this is something and I was like all right and we watched like the teaser or whatever for it and it looked so funny and so yeah we've been religiously watching ghosts like I don't even it's so so funny because I don't even remember I never remember what day it comes out I just check for it all the time and John will be like it's Thursday or whatever 
and I'm always like, oh, I just want to watch it again. Like, I wish that it was longer because it's so it, funny. It's too short. Did you watch the original? Because there is, a, it's a remake. American. So it is a remake. Yeah, yeah. it's a, a remake from the UK, which is um, very the UK show is unprecedentedly and, funny. Like it's yeah. I feel like that's kind of how things go when we remake a show. Like it's still really good here, but the original is always better. And like The Office is like the perfect example yep. of that. Um, because British humor is just wonderful. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see like where the show kind of goes. I don't want to give away too much, but I do like the changes that they've been making yeah. you know, throughout the differences and the nuances to kind of like adopt to an American audience. So I will say, yes, yeah. I do like it. I do like the cast is really well done. I love the cast and I really love the husband, especially in this latest episode. He is truly my favorite human and I watch He's him great. in anything and I really actually like, like the, the wife, like. I don't know. I don't. I, I get mad at her sometimes. I don't she's, like how she's but it, and it's like that but. in the British show as well. I feel like the husband yeah. is always the stronger character, which is funny because I feel like the wife is technically kind of like the, the lead. main um, person. Yeah, yeah. But I was kind of hoping oh. that they would switch abilities, but I don't want to like give too much away. But I yeah. don't want to keep talking um, about TV, but really quickly. Wait. <laughs> okay, I have one more thing okay. to add. You go first. Oh well, go ahead, and then I'll talk about a different show. So. Okay, well, I'll say I have a different show to talk about. Too, so <laughs> well, I just thought about it because, Mike Flynn, if you are of the horror television and whatever, and you started watching The Haunting of Hill House, you are sucked into Mike Flanagan's oh, innate, like, universe. And I am in love with everything that he has put out. Like, Blind yes. Manor was amazing. And Midnight Mass is such a good effing show. And is I want everybody to... It's, Yes and no. Like, it is, but nowhere near scary as Hill House I, or Bly I say, because I haven't started it because, But like, because you are Catholic, absolutely watch it because uh, it is Catholic AF. Like, okay, you grew up in the church. It's... That's probably going to make it worse. <laughs> that's going to make it scarier. I know. It really is not. Even it's though I don't so... believe in any of the Catholicism It's very anymore, similar but... to, like, Interview with the Vampire-style horror, where it's okay. like that. Like, it's not like that. super scary. I like... will say, okay, so I watched Bly Manor first, actually. Because the other one looked too scary for me. And I was like, I, I wouldn't even look at like the commercials for that. I was like, I don't want any part of that. But I watched, for whatever reason, I watched Blind Manor. It didn't look that scary. And it was scary. But it wasn't like too bad. No, it was, was not like, nearly as scary. But then so because of that, I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. I can totally handle this. So then I want, want, went back and watched Hill House. And that is scary. Hill House is scary <gasps> AF. I loved <gasps> it. It's Ooh, that's fantastic. Scary. I can't. I still think about the bent neck lady from yeah, time to bent time. neck lady is so, truly she's my favorite like, human that's why i'm like um that's why i haven't watched yeah I, I love like, that he's taking this cast of people from these shows and have brought them into so many different universes and different shows and has built this weird <sighs> universe and i'm in love with everything about it and then i mess you guys are so Dang, I'll watch it. So pretty. If I'm scared, I'm gonna be texting you in the middle of the night, like I can't sleep. Well, you know, I'll appreciate it. I'll be up anyway. (laughs) I'll say that's no, you'll be up. Um, the other one, you're gonna make fun of me for this, but this show is actually such a good show. But you're gonna make fun of me. But it was, I honestly promise you, it was so good. Um, so on Netflix, there is a show. I believe it is called Sex, Love, and Goop. And it's Gwyneth Paltrow's. I new, heard about this because it's like I, so. Red there's table an talk. older show that is like that was just like Goop Lab, and that was like about like wellness. And yeah, stuff. but this sex, love, and just goop. about sex. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like not just like sex, but also like 
intimacy and passion and things like that. And each episode is like a little different, follows like different things, but it's throughout the entire thing. They kind of follow this group of couples and it's, and it's very like diverse. Like you have older, you have younger, you have queer, you have different, you know, color type people, everything. Um, and so it's, it's not like it's just about her, you know what I mean? So, and they bring in all these specialists and it's like some of it is stuff that you're like, Oh, that's cool. Like, you know, I'm familiar with that. And other stuff is like, wow, I've never heard of that in my life. So it was very, very, very interesting. And one of the things that I liked about it is they had like, you know, how like there's like personalities types like Myers-Briggs and all that. They actually had like that for like how you like like to express yourself sexually yeah. and like, passion and whatnot and I was like that is such a cool concept because I feel like a lot of people have a hard time like especially like if you're in a like newer relationship like explaining what you like to people and like a lot of times people don't want to vocalize it so like technically you could just be like I'm of this type or I'm of that type I can't I feel like there were like four types I can't remember um but yeah it was a really good show and I I actually watched it like during the week while working, just kind of thinking like, cause sometimes I'll throw on stuff like that. That's like, this can kind of be background noise. And I was like, Oh, Hey, let me put this work down. I need to focus on this show. Like this is actually really good. Um, so that is one that I would actually recommend. And again, like I know people do not like Gwyneth Paltrow. Like I get it. She's a lot, but the show's good. I don't know. What to I tell heard you. that it was really good from Red Table Talk, and I will say she did convince me. It has been on my list to watch. I just haven't. Yeah, had they time. had they had the lady on who had like um, a vagina model. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not not a person modeling. It's like a like a three D model to explain how it works. Uh, but yeah, so it's just very interesting. It's a really really good show. I would highly recommend watching it when children are not around. <laughs> Because some of some of it's like again, it's not all just about like straight up sex, but a lot of it is probably very very inappropriate for children. And don't watch it with somebody who you are not comfortable talking about sexual things with, because they get into things like deeply. I'll just Fast. say that <laughs> it's 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 wild. It's a lot more wild than I think people would think a Gwyneth Paltrow show would be. Um, so we're going to get into movies since we're already on the screen. So I know movies have been weird this year. So because it's just been like, you know, a lot of people haven't wanted to go to theaters when they finally did go to theaters. It's like, you know, I don't know, like people were moving around dates for everything. It's just been a lot. It's been a lot. Look, what have you watched? I finally loved? watched for, like example of like a pandemic movie that like could have just come out on Netflix as Free Guy. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, I'm tired mm-hmm. of your shenanigans because it was it was okay. It wasn't a bad movie, but it like the I haven't way seen it that they pushed it back several every times. yeah Over they pushed it back year, a ton and talked about it all back. the time. They talked about it all the time. It could have been uh, HBO Max. Like I watched Eight Bit, that Christmas movie, uh, Christmas yeah. Eight Bit or whatever, and I feel like it was very similar in terms of like entertainment. Like I was like, huh, okay, well this is great. Um, and, and that, those, those movies aren't for me, so maybe it's not for me. But um, the first movie I watched this year that I still will say probably is one of the best acted things that I've watched outside of, I forgot to talk about A Marriage Story with Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chessane. I don't know if the same of the show, but whatever the show is that they did together on HBO Max, actually. Yeah. Very powerful, very great, well-acted show that was very stressful to watch. Definitely recommend mm-hmm. that one as well. But the... Um, this movie, um, Pieces of a Woman, 
which is with uh, Shia LaBeouf and I forgot, I keep forgetting this Ooh, actress's okay. name. Um, very well done. Like it's one of the first things I watched this year. It came out last year and then Netflix put it out um, this year. But I just remember being like, I can't believe we're still acting like this during the pandemic. You know what I mean? Like I definitely thought we were going to have a rough time <laughs> just having yeah. movies come out and then having something that's more like artsy and well done and just very emotional and very uh really well written and just really well shot and like really deep and touch on some very um Vanessa Kirby who has been in some different stuff who I think she's been on like was she on girls she may have been in girls I yes I think um, so yeah so as an actress she's kind of had some roles but I think this one was really well well done and I know how we feel about Shia LaBeouf I know he's a mess but he is such a good actor he is a phenomenal <laughs> he's a actor. phenomenal actor he is such a mess we should not enable him it's but wild how good he is and everything that he does and so he was in this movie and no difference there he was very well done and it was just interesting the way they shot it and I think it was really well done um so that was one of the first things we watched and then recently as a rent head as a person who's in love with rent and obsessed tick tick mm-hmm. boom obviously and i think andrew garfield is also an amazing actor and who always thought that yes. about him as well and yeah. so it was nice that like, he got to push and he's himself not problematic or a hot mess from what i know <laughs> it was probably nothing. now something will happen <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh once we watch no way home we're all gonna be missed uh right. he was so good as jonathan larson who was very you know had a complicated and harsh like hard time as a writer and kind of writing his way until he wrote this hit show that became a hit after he died he had no idea so his career up until rent was kind of like a bust and it was nicely well written i i know uh lin-manuel miranda has been problematic in some ways his learning etc is kind of overexposed and we're kind of annoyed by him but he did do a good job in pulling together the last bits of tick tick boom because it wasn't finished completely before Jonathan died. Um, I think they went to like pre-production or kind of did a production like maybe one, but it wasn't complete. And so for him yeah. to be able to pull all this together and get it well done. And if you're a Broadway person, it's obviously for us, the Broadway people, like there's a diner scene and a song and you're just sitting here like, these are my people, all of my yeah. people, all of the humans. And it's just really well done. I thought it was, it was, it was great. Good. It was really good. Yeah. Um, and the last one that I had was uh, kind of a, I feel like, because I, I, I feel like I watched them the same weekend, was King Richard in Passing. I, I still have not sat down for both of these because I know that I need to they like. They are two very different movies. In it, you know, so. Two very well done. And I, I do think maybe I do like Passing a little <laughs> bit more than King Richard. Um, just because I feel like I, they're both going to be emotional, so I've been very like emotional myself. Yeah, I love Tessa Thompson and I love Ruth Nega so dang much. Yeah. And them being in the same movie was like too much for my little brain to handle. It's like my art house brain can handle it. And uh, Alexander Skarsgård being an incredible racist in a film for the second time ever is very oh. questionable and stressful for oh. me because I'm really concerned about how hard he loves to say the art the n word. Um, oh. <laughs> but it's really well done. It's shot very well. Uh, it's a black and white and obviously for the, the sake of just knowing how that whole situation if you never read passing definitely recommend you read it just if you don't know the concept of passing if you're not a black person you don't understand or even some other people uh people in the back in the day could be white if you were light enough you could pass as a white person that's generally how it went and so they both were kind of light enough to pass and there was so much controversy about the casting because people are like neither one of them are light enough to pass because there are people who are lighter than both of them that pass yeah a lot but the point being is that 
people were so racist in the 60s and so dumb and ignorant that they mm-hmm. didn't even want to know, like they didn't get it. And so they really would not be able to tell that people who clearly to our eyeballs are like black women, would they be like, oh, yeah. well, there's no way. You got to be a white lady. You, you just, it's just not going to happen. Well, especially, and I can tell you like from being a person who is on paper mixed, that pe- white people will try to tell me about the things that they like about me and then correlate that to whiteness. And that happens in today. So, you know what I mean? It's like, I can definitely see that because people will be like, oh, well, she's really pretty. She must be white. Like, there's a lot of that that goes on because people just can't stand that, like, no, it's, like, the black features that are amazing, but, like, that makes people angry. So, like, I definitely, like, if you have certain types of hair and things like that, yep, definitely see it. And, like, I feel like, I know everybody, like, I can get the casting, like, how people were a little bit more confused with Tessa, but... For Ruth, I was like, yeah, I definitely feel like she would be passing easily. And a lot of things can change, like, just with perception of, like, how hair is worn, what makeup, things like that, your foundation, like, how you dress, whatever. Yeah, I don't. It was, it's a wild. Um, And then King Richard. People also have to think about, there was a lot less, like, a lot uh, less. There was a lot less Latinx and, like, different types of people here. There weren't a lot of fair skinned brown people in general. Yeah, Um, exactly. It was like the the diversity across the board was just a lot less. So, like, there just weren't, it's not like, because nowadays there's so many different types of brown people and there's a lot of brown people. And that was not really the case back in those times yep and so uh, yeah just read the book it's really short watch a movie um because it's very well done and then because it's short as well i think it's like an hour like it's not a long movie either and then king richard which is a little bit longer and obviously it's a story of richard williams who are the serena and venus's father um and there was a lot of conversation about why they were centering a movie around him versus his daughters and if you've never even watched like as a child, watching Richard Williams do interviews was wild. And so I'm like, I don't know how you, if you didn't grow up in that era, I guess maybe these younger kids are a little upset about that. You could see, you would know how hard mm-hmm. it was for him to like be who he was in this very yeah. white space. And so it's oh, definitely There's that worth- one interview I think of in particular that it was like somebody was interviewing, I want to say it was Serena and like basically told her to not like why are you confident and he cut cut them Dude. off and was like do you know the the clip i'm yeah, talking about yeah, it was Venus. Yeah. yeah and i'm just like whoo i get chills whenever i think about that he, is like, so, he was so intense and if you grew up watching him on the side like you could if anybody grew up in that time you just watched the media's coverage of him because they really mm-hmm. painted him in a very negative light and like as a negative as they do with black people <laughs> spoiler alert um, and so them having this movie to be able to tell the backstory and the work that he put in, because we only saw them, you know, when they're champions, you know, like they're about to be champions. We didn't see yep. the work that went in be- before the hand. It's just both of them decided to go forward and create this memoir for him in honor of him. It's not like they just chose. Yeah, like, say they are heavily involved. Nobody That's why just I don't get why story. people are mad. <laughs> um, like, they, like, it's like they've done the press tours and stuff. Like, they're right. heavily involved. Yeah, so I don't, and the actresses I don't get, who like, play both outrage. girls are amazing. Um, the guy who plays Fitz from um, What's a Face is in it, and he's really yeah. good um, when he, while he's in it. Um, 
the guy who plays. <laughs> like the guy who plays. These, you know they have names. I forget um, what's his name. <laughs> it's so funny because, but it works when you do that. I'm like, oh yeah. Yes. That guy. So the, the guy who plays the Punisher is in it at the end okay. and is the coach who like kind of gets them to the point. Yeah. And he's amazing as always. I'm sorry mm-hmm. for white guys for not knowing your names, but you guys are, are decently okay white actors in my book and have done a good job as well. And um, it was a well done movie. It was entertaining. We watched it with our daughter, which we could, which is, you know, again, hard to do because movies are wild. Um, and so that's something that you can watch as a family and kind of, and she had just, she was in tennis club at school. So it wasn't for her. She was like, the Venus and Serena Williams that like the tennis coach talks about, et cetera. So it was a good, it was really well done. It was a really, it, like it reminded me of the movies we used to watch as a kid. You know, like the black family. Almost yes. like the, like, I won't say, like, in comparison, like, an American dream, the Jackson story, <laughs> but it that's what it reminds me of. Like, as a kid, I would watch all, like, three hours of the American, I can watch it right now. Like, this week, I'd probably watch it. The American dream, the Jackson 5 story, because it's a family, you can watch it as, as a family for the most part. Like, it's just a movie about a memoir about some people's lives. And so I feel like that's kind of what it gave me, but with better acting and writing, et cetera. So uh, definitely recommend that. Listen, do we think that the guy who plays Punisher looks like a knockoff Tom Hardy? Because I kind of do. But I also don't know if it's just like... I've known him a little longer than Tom Hardy. So I feel like... I know, I, but not like... He just looks like a different version of Tom they Hardy. They look a little different to me. I think just I don't because know. I've seen him a lot more um, than Tom... And I, we, I feel like we've been watching Tom Hardy and some wild stuff. He's wild, man. His acting history is wild they're just like two of those people that look the same to me and then like i'll watch something and i'm like is that and then i'm like okay it's that it's that guy it's it's the other white man yeah um (laughs) like that's what i'm like do they actually look the same or is it just me that's what i'm asking um but it's weird because like the punisher guy like nothing wrong with him he's a great actor i love him lots of things he was in like walking dead and stuff but i like like tom hardy to me is hot but he isn't so it's like like he's like an un Whereas I feel like they are both so scary to me because they're so big and like have played characters who have been mentally unwell in a violent way. And I just, they, that scares me. Like after I watched but Batman Returns, I, Return, like the, the I was like, shoulders, no. The Dark Knight yes. Returns, I was like, absolutely not. I will never find Tom Hardy attractive because he's terrifying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I love it. The sho- It's the shoulders for me. The, well, you the, know, John runs around my house doing Bane. I know. I was going to say, so I was literally like, about to be like... <laughs> Like, you're with Batman and I'm with the villains. Let me tell you, John's Bane voice is top tier. Highly recommend. If if you're in Florida and you guys want to hang out, we could do make John. And now that, like, now that, like, you wear, like, you know, wearing a mask is the norm, like, he loves it even more. Yeah. Like, he loves to, like, get on the elevator and, like, look at me, like, I'm going to do the Bane voice in front of these people. And I'm like, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Yeah. So, there's a lot of that. Um, yeah, we'll probably watch them over these next two weeks, uh, King Richard and Passing. So I'm excited for that. Um, so for movies, I mostly was not in the theater this year. Um, and I honestly don't remember like half of the things, movies that I probably watched. I feel like I've watched tons, but whatever. Um, but of course, I'm going to list Marvel movies because I'm me. So I really love Shang-Chi. It was actually a really good movie um i've watched a few times now because it's on disney plus and everything i did actually see it in the theaters it was the first movie i saw in the theaters i was terrified but <laughs> we managed to like get our own row which was nice and there's nobody in the row in front of us we went on like a really off time and i went with uh margo and john 
Um, and yeah, we saw it here at the Disney theaters like super early in the day. And yeah, it was like, you know, not the most comfortable because you're wearing like an N95 mask during a whole movie. But I, I did want to go out and like kind of see it in theaters because I just know that there was like all, all that drama about they were like, oh, look, this is like an experiment now or whatever. And then the main actor came out and he's like, no, it's not an effing experiment. Look, Simu like, was so tired of all of your BS. He's so tired. Yeah. Love so, that. I just wanted to like support it as much as possible. And I've, you know, I watch it, I've watched it multiple times on Disney plus. It's just a really solid movie. I grew up loving like, you know, like crouching tiger, hidden dragon, like movies like that. Um, and I love like a really good, beautiful fight scene that is like well choreographed and is just like stunning and visual, like stun- like visually stunning as opposed to like, just like punches, you know? And, you know, of course, like a lot of like what you get in, like american fight movies it's just like punches um so it was really cool to see different fight styles they utilize a lot of fight styles just in that one movie Mm -hmm. and each one has a purpose for the scene it's in like it's really well thought out so if you haven't seen it i highly recommend it you could have not seen any other marvel movie and like black panther you can jump in and just watch this one and the movie will 100% make sense to you um it's not it is tied of course to the rest of the universe yeah. but it's not it's not until the after necessary. credit scene where you're just yeah like, oh, it's not at all necessary <laughs> to like know what else is going on in, in the marvel universe so that was a really good one i also really liked eternals um there's a lot of people that were just like mad about eternals because it's so female-led and it is also a queer movie and so people were very mad about that and they were literally writing bad reviews before anyone could have even seen the movie which I find to be funny Um, but yeah I really enjoyed it what I was most worried about going into that movie is because like I don't know like yes there are a lot of big names in Marvel's Marvel but I don't feel like anybody as big as like Angelina Jolie there's no Angelina Jolie yeah (laughs) and it's like you know for a lot of these people the the role that makes them right is like the marvel role and then they go take on a whole bunch of stuff after that whereas angelina jolie she's just so famous that sometimes when i look at her in anything i'm like that's angelina jolie you know like it's just like because it's so i just didn't know if seeing her in this i was just gonna like be so like that's angelina jolie the whole time but i really wasn't i was really sold on her character she did a really good job I don't know why I was so worried about it. She did really great, and I loved her character. I want to see more of her character. Um, I don't really like who Selma Hayek is as a person. So (laughs) 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 she has just um, said some questionable things to black women that I don't really love. So I wasn't pleased that she was, like, going to be in the Marvel Universe because Marvel is, like, my happy place to escape drama. Um, But I'm not going to give anything away, but I'll just say if you watch the movie – You'll see why I was totally fine and pleased with her role. Um, and I'm I excited am... about Brian Tyree Henry, just because him and anything has been amazing. Yeah. He's an incredible actor, and I've not seen Eternals because I ain't going to a movie theater. Yeah. But I'm excited it's, that he's in the be universe. Out soon yeah, it's on, on your birthday. It's on um, your birthday. Yeah, it comes out on my birthday on Disney Plus, so definitely stream it. Also, um, I'm in love with Gemma, Gemma Chan. Like, oh yeah, love. First of all, the be- most beautiful person, person that ever existed. Like, <laughs> when I would watch Crazy Rich Asians, I would just be like, staring at her face. She, How is she, she real? Like, she's just so stunning. I am in love with her. Like, I would literally marry her tomorrow. 
I don't even know anything about her personality. You're not. It's really good. Actually, I follow her Instagram and she seems like a pleasant human. I've never seen anything problematic about her. And she's just so beautiful that I'd be like, I, you could literally like, she's so pretty that she could be terrible. And I'll be like, I'll still marry you. Um, (laughs) That's just how good looking she is. I mean, it's just like, oh my gosh. But she's also a fantastic actress. And this is actually her second role in Marvel. She's yes, also, she was in Captain um, Marvel. In Captain Marvel. And she plays a completely different role. And she kills both of these roles. She does really good. And she's, you know, she is great in the movie. And like I said, the movie's very female-led. So you spend a lot of time, like, with the women in the movie, which is wonderful. Um, so, yeah, I won't give too much away about it. But I'll just say everyone did great. I really loved everyone. And... Yeah, Gemma Chan and Angela Jolie both were extra fantastic in it. And I'm excited for everybody to watch it on my birthday. Um, If you're wondering, like, wait a second, you skipped over Black Widow. That's because I completely forgot about it. And it's not that it was bad because it wasn't bad. But it just... Did you watch it on Disney Plus? You know good and well I'm not watching anything that Scarlett Johansson does for the rest of her life. Yeah, so I watched it because, like, (laughs) you know, just as a diehard Marvel fan, I was like, I can't, like, miss out on what the details are. Um, Which it really was not, like, I could have probably skipped it and not really been, like, missing information about Marvel. It just, like, it was fine. I don't know. I, I didn't hate it. It wasn't like it was, like, completely unenjoyable, but it was also, like, okay. And most marvel movies i'm pretty like i'm like i love them like i watch them over and over and over and over and over again so that's really saying something um i don't know i can't say that i would recommend it so i would recommend it um yeah (laughs) beautiful not even i don't even think i don't feel as good as beautiful gowns but um (laughs) i wish i could say beautiful gowns um okay so another movie that i saw this year that was actually really good was the last duel and i will say like true warning it is like violent and there's sexual assault in it. I'm like, I have to look this up because I don't know what that intense. is. Um, but yeah, it was really good. Um, Adam Driver is in it. And so that was kind of what I was like. Well, okay, no, I was no, like, all right, like, I'll see it, whatever. Um, but also that one guy, Matt Damon is in it. I'm like, yeah. that's why I didn't watch and, this. And Ben Affleck <laughs> is in it. And I was like, that's why I, didn't I don't. Watch yep. It. Same. I don't. So I don't like either of them. So I didn't really want to see it because of that. But Adam Driver's in it, which is what Margo was like, come on, like Adam Driver's in it. I was like, okay. And then John was like, Ridley Scott directed it. And, you know, that means it's going to be good. So I was like, all right, like we'll try it out. And I didn't expect to like it um, based on just again the people in it and the director even though the director is a great director but I was just like I just I don't know like I just didn't think I was gonna like it but it's actually extreme an extremely feminist movie which is not what I was expecting at all um and it's based on a true story um so just google what the true story is about if you like don't care about like the spoilers of it all or whatever I didn't know what it was about going into it um and again that's why I'm like trigger warning sexual assault trigger warning violence but yeah, it's actually like a feminist story. And I just think like if we are going to tell stories that are about old white people that are dead, like then it needs to be feminist. I feel like on. it's like, so funny because what... I'm looking at the poster and she's at the front. I did not know there was a woman in this movie. Neither did I. I the, literally the way it was marketed not... had absolutely nothing to do with her. When I went to see it, I had no idea that that was going to be like what it was about so that's why i was like that's the only reason i mention it because i'm like i feel like a lot of people if you're like me like 
you just probably had no like I was just like I had no idea. Um, I haven't seen this movie yet, but I'm gonna go ahead and recommend Encanto because I've heard great things about it, and I will be watching it. I, it comes out on Disney Plus like on Christmas Goodness, Eve. I, I think. feel like I wish it had been out already because I feel like I've been taught they've been talking about it for like six years. <laughs> I am very excited about it. It looks awesome. There are so like I'm so excited because there's so many different types of brown people in it, and I'm excited because there's Afro Latinas represented in it, and they don't get represented in a lot of things. So that's very exciting. <laughs> Too soon. And Lin Manuel like, was like, "I got a control Z. I like effed right. up." <laughs> and I love Disney, so I'm like, I'm sure it's going to be great. So I'm like, I will be watching that. So Hopefully you'll be watching it as well. Report back. And then I have to mention, this is not even, like, I do want you to watch this because I just, I want everyone to experience how weird of a movie Dune was because it was so weird. And it's weird, but it's good. It's, it's good. good. It's just like, it's the quietest, loudest movie <laughs> that I've ever seen in my life. And so much sand and openness and a perfume commercial and action all in one. It's so, it's so many different things great acting i don't know it was just so strange also beautiful gowns it. quite beautiful, literally beautiful gowns beautiful gowns. <laughs> beautiful gowns um i'm really excited for the second one but i'm also really excited to like watch it at home so i can have like the captions on because i yeah i 100 sure, like, recommend but i that. also think that if you like if you are if you do feel safe going to a theater go see it in the theater because it's just wild because there are some parts that are just like for like the longest time i don't know i just need you guys to see it it's just wild oh i can't what a movie um i would say that i didn't watch the last duel because it was not for me i did watch the green knight instead um (laughs) highly recommend very wild art house uh movie like when I say wow, it's wild. The premise is wild. It completely makes no sense. It's a perfect Corona movie because it really is just like one person. But it it's such a weird sci-fi premise, and the ending is like one of those unexpected things and scatter. So I definitely recommend uh, if you don't want to watch the last duel out of the fact that it's white. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but you still want night. Go watch the Green Knight instead. That's gonna be my my second recommendation. Did but I will watch, say, um, did you watch Red Donuts on Netflix? I did. What a terrible movie! It's so funny. I want like, all my money back. On, did you see on Twitter? It said like, who are the actors who just play themselves in movies? And so the person's like, I'll go first, and they put Ryan Reynolds, and then the next person was like The Rock, and then they put, and then somebody else was like Gal Gadot, and then when someone was like, they're literally all in this movie, and they literally just do all play themselves. What a terrible That's film. True. It's true. And they're going to make multiples. Back. So I think I want it's so my funny money back. I didn't like, pay for it. And I want my I money mean, back. I mean, I don't want to like spoil the movie, but I'm like, where, where can they go? Because now I don't like, I don't want to spoil, but it's like the people who know the thing, know the thing. So where can they go next? You know? I, girl, I'm so tired of them. <laughs> it really mad. Like I was fear. I knew I was going to hate. It. I knew I was going to dislike this film before I started was, watching it. I feel like it was fine. I mean, I have to watch all rock movies per my contract in my marriage with my husband. Yes. I know. Um, Dwayne Johnson has a severe hold on you. I know Young like, Rock. The yeah. Christmas episode is coming out today. Listen, we the actually hold. are thankfully behind on that and I'm whispering. So he's he in the episode. That he's in this episode. So... Oh, okay. Sorry I don't want you. him to remember that that's a show because we, we haven't watched it in a bit and I hope he's forgotten that it exists. It's, he's put but it on probably, his Instagram, so it's probably yeah, going to come up for you. 
Oh, yeah, then he will because he follows everything on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll, we'll probably be binging what we've missed. But I have seen a lot of episodes of that show. And I feel like I've seen The Rock in so many movies here. I don't remember all the different ones, but there was just, like, a lot of them. I, me and Dwayne Johnson have beef because I'm so tired of him. Um, but moving on to music because it was a, it was an okay music year. To me, it wasn't a fan, phenomenal music year, in my opinion. That's just me. I feel like I, I really I struggle agree. with music. I don't. I completely agree. Love a lot of the stuff that's come out. It's not for me. I'm an old person. I get it. I musically peaked in 2007. I accept that for myself. I love that for myself. So true. We did get a new Adele album, and it is fantastic, as I knew it would be. It's 30. It's about her divorce. It's very well done. It's not my favorite Adele album. I love that she was like, divorce, babe, divorce. (laughs) But because music was so terrible, it's like the best album that came out this year, in my opinion. Because it's just really well done. Um, And I did watch A Night with Adele, which kind of like sold me on a lot of the other songs. I feel like sometimes with some musicians, I have to see them perform it or see a visual visual. before I'm connected to it. And I have a lot with Beyonce. I know the hive is coming for me. Sometimes if I hear a song without a visual from her, it's hard for me to connect. It's 100%. Yeah, Um, I completely agree. So that's just, you know, and then um, I know we talked about (laughs) prior to the show, we were talking about Will Smith and his wildlife. Um, But Willow's album is perfect for a person like me who still is waiting for Fifi Dawson's new album to come out that she says she's been working on for the past few years. So since she has not released that album, but has been on TV, etc., Willow released an album, and I absolutely love it. I absolutely adore it. She's had some it's really good really songs. Good. Um, it's definitely the the punk pop situation that we all needed to get through our angsty COVID years because we're now in our scene, like our sophomore. We're going to our junior COVID year, and I feel oh like oh my gosh, that's Willow wild to think about my sophomore year. Um, so I appreciate it her giving me the angsty music that I needed. And she's just, you know, it's, it's it is what it is. It's like your Blink One Eighty Two, your et cetera. Like it's not super story of my life. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's easy pop punk to listen to. And then um, I personally enjoy Bruno Mars's shenanigans. I know we should stop letting him do the stuff that he does because it's borderline appropriation. But should we? Because it's so good though. <laughs> but yeah. it'd be so good. And so he and Anderson Park came out with this small man anthem of an album which is an evening with silk sonic <laughs> and <laughs> the short kings yeah. came out with this these these songs that are amazing and i know that everyone hates skate however skate is my jam it is truly my favorite song on the album i love it so much i love the nonsense that they were doing i just you know that the short kings were in their bag i appreciate it mm-hmm. i completely agree I think I listened to that song like 3,000 times. I don't know why um, everybody hates it. Everybody hates Skate so much. And y'all, I love it so much. It is the perfect skating rink song. I feel like maybe and like, the people who didn't grow up going to the skating rink. I feel like everything that Bruno Mars does and like Anderson Pack does separately, I enjoy all of that. So of course, like I'm going to enjoy them together. And like, I don't know, like... Bruno Mars, like, I get it. He is not black. He is brown. He is not black. I get it. But also, like, the music is so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's, it and is, you never, it you is never... slightly problematic. I will say, I, when people bring out yeah. this point of, like, it is borderline appropriation, But I guess, like, my wrong. thing is, is, like, I can't imagine what other type of music he would do. He couldn't do anything else because his I hair just is just not set to sing anything else. 
It's not. It's just not. And I feel like this is like the music that he's been. God gave him life. the curl pattern he has for a reason. Uh-huh. And I yeah. think it was to sing this music. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's really good. It's really good. Um and they're just so specific in their like style and just I don't know. They are so silly together. Like I feel like they, they have are. a really good time. I feel like they yeah. probably drink the a lot of brown liquor and did good. a lot of cocaine while making brown this album. liquor for sure. Like you can tell <laughs> like though that is like who brown liquor is made for. <laughs> and the scene was an abundance oh, upon recording gosh. this film. So yes. I mean this was this album. Really yeah. well done. I want a vinyl. Like one of my big things is I have a new dressy thing and I'm gonna turn into like a record Yay. area and i want the vinyl of this album like for sure it probably slapped so hard on so when bruno Mars like had just put out like his first album and he was like big but it wasn't like he wasn't as massive as he is now he did a concert at house of blues back when they would do like three yeah. or four headliners and so we saw him there with uh, B.O.B. to show how old this was. <laughs> B.O.B. was there. And B.O.B. Also, used to be in Orlando so often, though. Yes. Like, it truly didn't make sense. And also, Enrique Iglesias was there. And it was Please like, stop. I want to say, it was like a <laughs> Christmas concert, maybe? Because, you know, XL and a 6.7 would do those, where they'd be like yeah. three or four headliners. So, like, Bruno Mars came out first. And was fantastic. And, and then I would have left. Him. So <laughs> then we went, like, Enrique Iglesias came on. And these girls, we were pretty close to Bruno Mars. But we were like, we are not going to get between these girls and Enrique. Because it was getting scary. So we actually did leave. And we went out, like, on the, there's, like, a porch upstairs. Yeah, yeah, set. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went out there during his set. Like, no disrespect, but I was scared. Like, these girls were like. I will get to this man. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to stop you. Like, I mean, throwing panties. It was every, like one girl who was married went on stage and she was like, touch me in front of my husband and make out with me. Literally. It was a lot. So, but then we came back out and like, listened to B.O.B. set from like further away or whatever. But this, this is like, man, that ages me, but he was, Bruno Mars was great. Like it was, it was the same band that like he pretty much for the most part uses today they're really, really good live. And again, this was before he had like all of the stuff that he has now to sound probably even better, but um, he was fantastic. It was just a, like, and again, this was like such a very like acoustic style performance. So he's just very, very talented um, and great live. So love it. Um, if anybody follows me on Instagram, you saw that for the first time ever on my Spotify wrapped, my main artist of the year was not John Williams. It was not. Very <laughs> shocking. Shocking. I felt very cool because every year everyone's like, oh, what's your, your rap look like? And I'm like, guys, it is not cool. It is a lot of classical music, soundtracks, that sort of thing. So that's what I listen to a lot is because I normally listen to like John Williams while I'm working. Um, but this year I listened to a lot more podcasts than usual, actually. So I think that that's why like he wasn't as high because I was listening to podcasts while I worked and I was doing such a different type of work a lot this year. Cause like in the past when I would be doing like branding and social media stuff, I would be writing a lot. So I wasn't able to, um, just do things the same way. And even working with photography clients, there's still a lot of back and forth discussions and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's like, I, I couldn't listen to like talking, whereas now with pouring and packing, I can listen to talking all the time. Um, so yeah, so he was not my top artist here. this year. My top artist was little Nas X. So basically I guess that makes me 21 years old. Right. Um, I can't believe that that's my top artist. It's pretty funny, but also it's very believable because 
I listen to him a lot. Montero so. was a very solid album. It was really yeah. like fun and upbeat and didn't like I didn't have a skip when no. I listened to it. There's and I really no like a lot of it's a really, really tracks. good album. And I like some of his older music that came out before this album too. So like John Mayer always when we get in the car, we gotta listen to Rodeo because that song is so good in the car. Like, I don't know. Um so yeah, I, I love the new album. I love his old stuff. I had a lot of it on repeat um so yeah that was like my top and then I listened to a lot of Lizzo this year I loved her new song all the rooms are true with Cardi B it was really really good um so yeah there's definitely a lot of, there's always there's a lot of Lizzo every year but I mean she keeps coming out with new stuff so I feel like it's like worth mentioning um I listened to a lot of fun stuff this year which is interesting because I was very depressed and so I think when I was looking at my Spotify wrapped I really expected to see like a lot of like sad songs but what I've come to the realize is that like when I am sad I cannot listen to super sad like when I'm that sad I can't listen to sad music Uh, I try to listen to like stuff that's upbeat to be like pull me out of this um whereas like when I'm just like a little bit sad or when I'm feeling fine that's when I tend to listen to like all the depressing music that I also do enjoy but yeah I just didn't listen to as much of that depressing music this year um so I kept it kind of upbeat with Lil Nas X and Lizzo and and whatnot also like while I I did not really do like a lot of working out as far as like lifting and stuff this year but I did do cardio um, I, it got to a point where I finally felt like I could go to our gym when we were up north because nobody would be at it at 3 p.m. So that's when I would go and I would be listening to like upbeat stuff then. So there's a lot of artists, though, like like you said, like to me, it's just not a huge music year. Um, the people that did put stuff out like Adele did awesome. Lil Nas X, awesome. But I just wanted so much more from so many people. So, yeah, yeah. I will say I did. Uh, I did like Drake's album. I'm never going to admit that publicly, like, in my top three. But it was a pretty Hmm. decent album in some of... uh, Like, it's funny because Drake and Future are probably two people who are very problematic. But make the best music together. And honestly, I don't understand why. And so their songs together on... um, What is it? A Certified Lover Baby were really good. Um, So Drake is one of those people that, like, I will really try to avoid his music. But then when I hear it, I like it. So like I yeah, so don't listen to it because it's really good. Yeah, because I'm sure I will love it. Like there, like there are definitely Drake songs that I have in repeat, like on you know my Spotify that will like come up because I just love them. Um, and I try to avoid new music from him. It's so funny because I wish that he was more like Chris Brown, who like I don't even care about Chris Brown's music. Right, right. I'm like cool like not gonna miss that like that's terrible um but no his music does slap it does slap it's very it's very problematic um yeah so that would be my only other one that i didn't mention here but there were a lot of podcasts that came out this year and unfortunately i really didn't i listened to some new ones i will say but i definitely like we talked about at the beginning episode stayed new true to my old shout out to read forever and ever (laughs) stay stay doing the best uh best friends with nicole byer Mm -hmm. and shashir somita just amazing never had an episode that didn't make me like laugh every time um so those two specifically are always standouts for me and some other ones but those two specifically got me through the year and they definitely were on my wrapped um so yeah but one that uh david actually has been which again uh, similar to glennon doyle white women love Brene brown i don't dislike yes. Brene brown but for reasons like i talked about before i was skeptical about giving her the time of day because i was i was bamboozled with girl wash your face and rachel hollis and so i am 
actually, I do like Brene Brown's advice, and she has some really good quotes, and her books have been really good. So our podcast actually is really well done, very easy to listen to. 100% recommend her episode with Barack Obama. If you don't listen to anything else, listen to the episode, because the way they have conversation is really easy, and they flow very well off of each other, and I think it was nice to listen to someone interview him post-presidency and him be a little bit more candid and like less presidential mm-hmm. um and she holds her own and as a woman despite whatever it's very hard to hear like you know like people just don't allow women to kind of hold their own and like lead a conversation with president. but yeah. i feel like she did a really good job and so her interviews are really well done she has another episode with guy Roz, who um does how how i made this which is one of my favorite podcasts ever. And the way she talks to him is really well. Uh, that's a really good episode as well. But it's a good show. Uh, David listened to podcasts at like one and a half or two times speed. So listening to podcasts with him is very chaotic. <laughs> so John came in and I was listening to a book really fast yesterday. And I was listening to it out loud for whatever reason. And he was like, what's happening? Because he didn't know He didn't know that like I do that. And I was like, oh, I forgot. This isn't normal. <laughs> felt so definitely in the car it's like what is going on this is chaotic i usually do it on headphones only i don't think i've ever done it in front of another human that literally was, happened for the first time yesterday he just wild. looked at me like what are you doing it's nuts especially because uh, like, especially with the episode with like guy because i think that's one of the first one we listened to and i listened to guy Ross's pot so i know his cadence is slow he yeah is a slower speaker but I was like, what is happening? Is he okay? What is going on? I was like, oh, yeah. See, I forgot. And I knew that about him. I just, like, I have, we don't listen to a lot of stuff out loud like that. Um, yeah. We've been listening to Dare to Lead, and he's been playing some episodes. And so I, I will say it's a good, solid business podcast, or even just a life in general podcast for anybody who wants to listen to. Um, back issue is with Tracy Clayton of um, Another Round, who we all miss, loved Another Round. It got mm-hmm. us through the times it got through. BuzzFeed screwed them over. And now they're doing amazing things. I know Heaven is on uh, Bodega Boys. What's the name of their show? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah. He writes for them. Um, and then uh, Tracy has done some Netflix podcasts. And she also does Bag Issue, which is really funny and really well done. And I just love Tracy Clayton to pieces. She's very funny. And I'm so glad that she is unapologetically herself and still has made it. Because she's not like, I'm going to say she's not super polished, but she's not. She's not super polished. She's just very much like a southern lady and like living life and not trying to be super collegiate or anything or whitewashed or whatever she is who she is and i appreciate it and so uh back issue is really funny to listen to and then i started listening to nosy neighbors i think somebody recommended to, to me or i looked it up or whatever it came up in some way maybe an ad for another podcast but it is very funny yeah. <laughs> like it is very funny they talk about like the issues and then, and if you grow up like if you live in a neighborhood that has like wild stuff happening and i feel like we live in it like we could easily do nosy neighbors about this area just because wild stuff happens here literal murders etc um yeah. but the stuff they talk about and then they have other people write in the stuff that happened with their neighbors it's just funny it's like funny i feel like when you get an adult a certain age it's just when you have to live in a certain place you just it, it's humorous to me because it's uh-huh. just like there these issues exist everywhere in america either in the city or in suburbia I love it. Um, lots of like new podcasts. I feel like this. I feel like there was more like new podcasts than other types of media this year, which is good. Um, so yeah, I have three new ones in addition to like the ones that we already mentioned that just continued to to be fantastic all the time. Um, and there's so many like 
if you're not like if you don't listen to a lot of other podcasts outside of ours like do like there's so much good stuff out there um but yeah so one that I started this year is um the celebrity memoir book club and it is really 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 good um it's just hilarious because it's basically these two girls who are comedians and they basically um they basically like read books Mm -hmm. and then they share about them and they, they really get into like what they're actually about. Um, but it's, you know, they cover obviously in a funny way. And some of these are things that like, I wouldn't even try to read. Like some of them I'm like, yeah, I probably wouldn't read that. So it's kind of great. Cause you can just like listen to the podcast and kind of get the gist of the book, but also like the hilariousness of it. But the way that I got started on this podcast is my friend Margo was telling me about some of the episodes And what's wild is how these celebrities just like literally tell on themselves and put business out there that like, why would you ever, ever put this business out there? And then some of it is just like so wild. I'm like, how, how, how is anybody talking about anything except this? Cause this is truly wild. This podcast and I've put it on my list to listen to it. And so I'm glad that you have like feedback. So I'm glad. Like the first episode that she was telling me about, it's like, it's about one of the housewife people and I don't even know or follow that person, but it's like Bella and um, Gigi Hadid's mom. I don't even know. Oh her name. Like, yeah. 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 They got I don't even some know her name. Wild, so it's like, I don't life. like, I don't like even follow that stuff to like enough to like, you would think like, okay, if I've never watched the show that she's in, I don't even know much about the family. Like I'm not going to care, but she starts telling me some of the stuff that this lady put in her own book like her own and I am like what what so literally from that like oh, Yolanda I was like, Hadid. I, okay. yes Definitely. that's her name Yolanda Hadid yeah so she was telling me about that and I was like what like how did she put this in her own book so yeah she was telling me about a few more um episodes and I was like okay I've got subscribe. To, to subscribe yeah I've got to check it out so I started listening to it and um like of the, the ones that they've covered because again like I mostly a lot of it is like wild white people stuff it's not like they only cover white people but they a lot of white people just write memoirs right and I tend to read more memoirs that are actually written by like people of color um so there were only two that I had actually read that were on here so far which is Jessica Simpson's and Mariah Carey's um both of which are good books um but yeah so they covered those but the rest of them were not ones I cover but literally it'll be people that I'm like all right I don't even like Olivia Munn but now I still want to hear it just because the things that celebrities self-report about are absolutely wild and they say the most banana stuff that you would ever think and yet like it's not somehow not all over the like I I just don't understand um so yeah hilarious definitely watch it uh or definitely listen to it it's really really funny so that is one um that I've been like listening to nonstop this year um, another one is this is like it's not like a fun one, but the Doctor's Pharmacy by Mark Hyman. It's like it's not super long. It's very very um, in depth health and wellness information. Um, so he'll talk to a specialist that it's like again always something like very 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 specific, and they'll dive into that topic um, and just you know kind of cover it and explain everything about that very 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 specific health topic. So I just feel like there's so many different. Um, 
issues with health, right? And and so much that we don't know and, and so much that we need to learn about and everything else. So it's just kind of like an easy way to be like, all right, let's listen to something, learn a little bit more about wellness, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, that's just one that I always have in rotation. Again, he has really good people on. He is an old white dude, but he has a whole bunch of diverse people on that talk about so many different things. And actually one of the best episodes that I heard about was actually talking about balancing women's hormones and he had a specialist on to talk about that. And like, I learned a lot in that episode. So definitely a good one. And then rounding it out, the ones from ones that I started this year would be drama Queens. And so something that a lot of people have, you know, started doing is they'll go re like famous people will go rewatch the shows that they were on um, way back in the day. And instead of like rebooting the show, which we just don't always need, right? Like we don't always need a reboot of every single show. Um, but they'll just go back and share like behind the scenes of the show or their reactions to the show or whatever. Um, so I was a huge One Tree Hill fan in high school. I was absolutely in love with Sophia Bush and still am and would probably leave John for Sophia Bush because she is amazing. Um, and that is like the big joke in my, my family. Every time she's in I something, love her. I'd text you just so you know. Yeah, like I love her. I truly, truly love her. That's when I was like, because like, you know, my whole life I was kind of like, I kind of like guys and I kind of like girls. But that is the, that's when I was just like solidly by like 100%. There is no doubt. Like I'm in love with this person. Um, so yeah, so I love her. I love everything she does, but one trail is like definitely where I was like, Oh, I, I cannot miss an episode. So I was obsessed with it in high school. Um, the kids in it in high school were like a little bit older than I was. So it was like kind of like a perfect, you know, time to watch them and watched it through like the nine years that it was on. Through I my cannot believe 20s, that show was on TV right? for nine years. So um, one of the actresses left three years before the show was over, Hillary Burton. Yeah, I was going to say, is this about lead. Hillary Burton? <laughs> so she, she was gone three years beforehand. And so she's not even seen the last three years. So she's actually going to watch those with the other two girls for the first time. But it's the main three girls. And basically, if you don't like follow kind of in the news, what happened is the guy who was the creator was a creep. And he would kind of like be like trying to fill up on everybody and be a douchebag. So they, they don't want to do a reunion because they don't want to work with that guy ever again. They don't want to help him have any Wait, money, who whatever. Was it? Mark Schwann is his name. Uh, so they don't want to ever work with him. They don't want to like do any, they don't want to do anything further with these particular characters, even though they love these characters, but because they don't want to have him be involved or benefit in any way, you know? Um, so they've, they like during like the Me Too movement, like they band together and spoke out about it and things like that. That's a big part of why Hillary left the show early, all that stuff. So then all, all that stuff has come out and they've talked about that, but they were like, we still love the show. This was a part of, you know, our growing, growing up experience and we want to reclaim it. So that's what they're doing is they're re-listening to each episode, sharing how they felt about the episode. And it's crazy because you just like hear about so much about how the industry has changed even just in that short amount of time. The things that like people had to go through now that wouldn't fly behind the scenes, not just with Mark Schwann, but just like in general. Um, so yeah, so it's very, very interesting. And if you were a girl that like grew up in the 2000s, like You'll probably just find the podcast interesting even if you don't know about the show just because it really touches on a lot of that era. Um, so, yeah. So, I've been doing – I just did a rewatch actually like before the show came out to kind of like prep myself of like it's been a hot minute. But now I'm like rewatching it with them. So, yeah. Really, really, really good um, and just very interesting to – have them like have their different co-stars on and stuff like that that they've had because there's 
it's wild how many people have been on that show. It's like Evan Peters has been on that show. It's like so many people that you like look back and you're like, oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. But I feel like in the 2000s, like there were just, everybody had guest stars all the time that now those people are like uber famous and on like super famous shows. So, so yeah, definitely a good one. And I hope that more shows do that because we don't always need the show to be rebooted. Like sometimes it's like, okay, we love the original show. Like, let's just talk about more about that. You know, we, we don't need a whole new show. Gilmore Girls should have done this because the reboot was very problematic. So that's my thoughts on that. I won't watch Gilmore Girls for the reason why I talked about earlier in this podcast, but we are at the you end. You are correct. It is very long episode, so I will let you guys go. <laughs> um, but thank you for so much for listening. We'll have a couple more uh, smaller episodes uh, until the end of the year, and then we'll start the year off strong. We have a really good schedule, and we have some announcements and things that are going to be happening. So feel free to continue to follow us along on social media and all the places rate and review us on Apple podcasts. For those of you who tagged us in your Spotify wrapped, thank Love you it. so much Love for listening. It. It's so awesome to see that you guys listen to us this much because we have no idea. Like we just put content out into the world. And, so. and definitely be sharing the other podcasts you're listening to the music, you're listening to the movies, shows, books, everything. Cause again, we want, when it's smaller creators, we want them to be able to like, get paid and be able to keep creating things and when it's bigger things we want those networks to realize like hey this is what matters is what works so if you love a a show even if you're like oh it's on netflix it should be fine it, it won't be like you've got to speak out about it share it so share the things you love make sure that you're doing that and then that way we get to all watch and ex- you know experience awesome things awesome well you guys we will see you next week and have a great weekend Bye.